Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Adele Nasser, Chief Marketing Officer at Eventon. How are you doing today, Adele? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for spending some time with us here on Business Ninjas. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and about Eventum. Yes, a little about myself. I am the Chief Marketing Officer here at Eventum. I've been here now for three full years. I actually just celebrated my three-year anniversary a couple weeks ago. And prior to that, I have been in marketing for 22 years of my career. I started um, many moons ago, agency side, did half my career agency side. And then the, the second half, I've been client side, working on a lot of really great you know, brands and the latest being Eventin. So I'm really excited to be here. In terms of Eventin and what Eventin is and who we are is um, ultimately Eventin is an electric bike company. And our focus is on ensuring accessibility and um a great quality product offering to consumers that are interested in electric bikes as a way to change their life and the way that they think about um, transportation. So we're really ex- just, uh, you know, in a category that's growing and um, emerging at the onset of the pandemic, but post pandemic, we're seeing it become a more regular and highly adopted um, category. So it's been a fun ride. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. Well, I imagine with 20 years in marketing, you have seen incredible changes in the landscape of how people market and and how uh, you bring things to market. Tell me a little bit. Now, this is completely a, a B2C, right? This is direct to consumer kind of or marketing to consumers, right? So the, our marketing efforts are focused on direct to consumer. However, we have one of the largest um, IBD or dealer networks of any brand in our category. And so we also support our B2B side with campaigns and promotions and tactics that we offer to the bike shops, as well as also helping to continue to grow our dealer network. So we're also doing some direct um, to business advertising to help, you know, get more of these dealers excited about being part of the event in um, revolution. Excellent. How many dealers do you have in your network? We're at 1200 and growing. It's amazing. Yes, I know. Just three years ago, we had about 150. So you can imagine the tremendous growth of onboarding that many partners. Um, and this year we're, we're hoping to get close to 2000 by year's end. So that's, we're well on that track. That, that's amazing. So I'm guessing that COVID was uh, a hidden gem for you guys in terms of people getting out and about on bicycles. If you were, if you went from a hundred three years ago to 1200 now, tell me about the COVID years. Yeah. You know, so COVID is such an interesting time that we, we reflect on as part of how, you know, e-bikes came to be so popular, but essentially with the onset of COVID, you know, people started to really reevaluate the way that they Think about social distancing, um, ride share, public transportation. You have to also imagine gyms were closed. And so people started to go back to the roots of what they learned as a child, right? Everyone, to some extent, learns how to ride a bike. And biking really started to pick up some interest and steam because it's a solo activity for the most part. And so it's a way for people to get out, 
be um, safe during the pandemic and get some exercise and also just, you know, clear their headspace. It's a great mental health tool as well. And so that brought a lot of interest back to the category. And so we call it the second bike boom. And then during that time, as more people came back to bikes, um, there was a larger audience of also, you know, um, older demographic that really wanted to get back into it, people who hadn't been on a bike in decades. And so e-bikes became really, really, really viable for that audience because you have to imagine the accessibility, the mobility offering that an e-bike provides. And so that made it much easier for basically anybody of any, you know, age, you know, um, and capability to ride an e-bike with ease. And so e-bikes really took off at the start and they've been riding that wave since. Now, post-pandemic, people have realized that there's so many other really great value adds to an e-bike, such as the, you know, um, the, the fact that you can save a lot of money with an e-bike versus traditional transportation options. Um, even at the pump, when gas prices were exorbitantly high, um, you can imagine the savings there. And on average, most people only commute about five to eight miles around their home. So if you can replace that five to eight mile commute with an e-bike, get there quicker and without the traffic and the fuss and save some cash, why wouldn't you? So that's now post-pandemic, we're seeing a much larger interest in e-bikes for commuting. That's fabulous. I mean, I know you're here in, in California as I am, and we were chewing on six fifty a gallon for a while and we're we're still around five bucks. So uh, a bicycle makes a lot of sense if you, you work a couple miles from home. What sort of range is there on the batteries on these bikes? Yeah, the range can vary anywhere from, you know, 35 to 60 miles um, uh, per per hour it, the, on, on a single charge. And the reason that range can vary so widely is depending on how you're riding. So for example, if you want more pedal assist, you might get a little less range out of your battery. If you use less pedal assist, you'll get more range. But also we've launched new technology that has increased the range because it's more intuitive, um, such as our new torque sensor technology, which allows the rider to get a lot more out of the battery with, um, you know, with, without having to, with, just because it's more intuitive with your body and it syncs with the rider's um, output and then matches your output and gives you even more. So it's a really cool technology that's even better and smarter than the traditional cadence sensor technology, which is still really good, especially for new riders. But as you become more of an advanced rider and you're getting comfortable with e-bikes, you can you know, start to think about ways to upgrade into a torque sensor. So we're really excited to be at the forefront of more advanced and improved technology. Excellent. And and what's the origin story of Aventon? When did they come to be? You know, it's a great story. We were born in 2012 as a high-performance fixed-gear cycling company, and our founder at the time really noticed a huge gap in the cycling industry. And, you know, as a college student here back then and, and seeing a lot of brands selling bikes at thousands of dollars, he realized college students just couldn't afford that price point, and he it became his mission to put out a high performing bike that was reasonably priced for college students to make it more accessible. So even back then we were a disruptive brand and we continue to be a disruptive brand. And so that's where our roots come from, you know, in, in performance cycling, we had a great run for 10 years in the, on the crate scene and having our own race team and winning races all over the world. It was really a fun time. And as you know, the, as the U S um, 
consumer evolved as well. And we realized with the onset of the pandemic that we needed to also reimagine our product offering e-bikes became a more um, prominent part of our offering. And so the nice thing is we own our own factory. We it's end to end for us. We um, design, engineer, and manufacture our product and then bring it direct to consumer. And so uh, it's very easy for us to go back and reimagine a product line. And so we did, and we wanted to make sure similar to our initial roots and in fixed gear, we wanted to make sure it was really attainable for the masses. And because there's no middleman, we pass all the savings on to the consumer, but don't sacrifice quality, which is really hard to do. But our, our CEO is obsessed with the idea that, you know, every consumer deserves the highest quality at a price that they can attain that product. So he, you know, works really tirelessly to make sure that every single part of the product evolution and the engineering and design is is factored into what we bring to market. And, and that's something we're really proud of. Every little detail matters on that front. Um, and so here we are today with a full lineup of high quality electric bikes. And we're really proud of the work and evolution that the brand has you know, undergone in the last 10 years. Excellent. I assume there's a proliferation of electric bike companies out there of various levels. What makes you guys stand out so far from your competition? You know, I feel very strongly that the reason Aventon is where we are now in the, in, in the top um, consideration for, for this category is because of the idea that we make our products just at a more attainable price with way better quality components. You know, spec for spec, when you compare us to other brands on the market, you're getting way more for the price you pay for an Aventon product versus some of the others in market at our price point. And that is something that we, we see often, we hear it often, and we, we're dedicated to it. You know, it's it's a part of our ethos to make sure that, um, that spec for spec, we're not sacrificing quality at this price. And so that's why I think we're so uniquely positioned. Um, it, it, we are in a specific subset or a price point, but that doesn't necessarily um, hold us back from ensuring that they're getting high quality because we're rooted in performance. And so we want to make sure our products perform at the highest level. And so that's one reason. The other thing is I believe wholeheartedly, you know, we have a lineup that is extremely approachable. And um, if you look at our bikes, even the first bike that we went to market with the Pace, our award-winning Pace 500, you know, one of the things that is unique to us that others didn't have early on when e-bikes launched in the U.S. is it looks like a bike, right? It's that approachability that, that, you know, it reminds you of a bike. It didn't look like a moped. It didn't look like anything more than just a bike. And then it had all the, you know, capabilities to provide you the boost and the assist and, and all the fun stuff. So those are the, I think, two reasons why we, we are where we are and how we broke through to this level. And, and when did that happen? When did the pace come to market? When did you guys get into the electric bike business? Yeah, the Pace went to market in 2018 and we haven't looked back. It's been exciting. And when it went to market, kind of back to the idea that we were disruptive, it was very disruptive at the time. Because if you had looked at what e-bikes were around then, sure. they really didn't look like a traditional bike. They had more of that mopedy motorcycle, motor um, bike looking feel. Yep. And so it was, it was something that really kind of it was reimagined and changed the way people perceived electric bikes. And, and who are your customers? Who's the <laughs> average event and rider? 
Yes. So, you know, our customers really range um, in in so many ways, but our our ideal customer is, you know, someone that is in a stage in their life where they really want to get out there and experience the world in a different way. It's it's people that um, maybe have outgrown, you know, more of the um, traditional uh, acoustic bikes and they're looking for a way to continue riding. It's people who, you know, are still in performance cycling, but also want their, um, their commute to work and outside of the, of, of their performance cycling, a way f- for them to be out and about and explore the world in a different way, getting to work. And so an e-bike gets them to work without breaking a sweat, especially if they're working in a more traditional corporate environment. And so that's another thing, you know, our audience really varies and we have people who are also seeking mobility solutions, you know, they want to be able to ride with their family, but maybe don't have the same, you know, capability, myself included. My husband is a, is a, is a performance cyclist and I can now ride with him and the kids because I've got my e-bike. And so before that I wouldn't have been able to keep up or even do that. And so now we get to do enjoy fun rides to the beach. So our audience really is so very, it's so variable right now. It's changing. It's evolving. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning, it was a specific audience that was looking for ways to combat certain, you know, issues that were brought on by the pandemic, but now we're seeing that commuter mindset and people really looking for ways to, to save at the pump, to help the environment and all the like. So I'm glad you used the word audience. I pun intended, I'm going to switch lanes into your marketing lane. Tell me, tell me what role content and content marketing have played in the growth of Aventon. It's critical. Content is critical to everything we do, right? This is a new emerging category in the U.S. And so education is key. And so we've taken um, a big, you know, a big part of our approach is on the idea that we need to educate, educate the consumer, but also storytell, you know, make them help them imagine the ways that an e-bike can be used beyond just traditional recreation. And so that's been a big focus of ours is how do we tell that story? How do we showcase the many, many, many use cases? We have this really fun series that I'm really proud of that the team has brought to life called Beyond the Bike, where we showcase these incredible stories and unique use cases that, you know, are, are meant to inspire and get people to think about e-bikes differently. So without content at the forefront and us being focused on the idea of storytelling and education, I don't think we would be here. And so that's been a big part, even from day one, when, um, when the bike, boom, the second bike boom started at the onset of the, of COVID, it was all about how do we help people imagine the use cases for a bike that solves the problems they were having. And so all of that is is rooted in content. And then beyond that, we also make sure that all of our materials for, you know, health materials and documentation and assembly are, are also really easy and effortless for the consumer to interact with and use. A lot of our bikes are, if you, if you are ordering it online, direct to consumer and having it shipped to your house, what's really cool is that they're mostly 80 to 90% assembled. And so you can watch a video and our videos are really intuitive. And, and that's also really great content that helps you um, be able to build the bike with ease. You don't have to be an expert cyclist. You don't have to be um, a mechanic to do it. It's, it's pretty amazing. I've been able to build several of the bikes myself and I'm, it's something I'm proud of as well. So that's a big part of everything we do every day is how do we make sure every piece of content we put out, whether it's, 
you know, helpful materials, it's inspirational content, um, it, that it all is, is easy to consume, it's, it's fun to consume, and that the consumer's needs are being met with that content. I'll continue with the puns. Uh, other than your website, where do you find the most traction with your content? Yeah, so one of the areas we found a lot of success with content consumption um, is through channels like social media. We're really big there. We have a, a large presence and our consumers really love to interact and share their stories. There are actually, you know, over 10 um, groups on Facebook, for example, that have been created by our customers, our fans, where they build these communities and they're interacting and sharing their videos and their photos and all their use cases. So UGC is a big part of that and where content is being built and shared and we interact with them heavily. We have a, a great loyalty program and ambassador program that we, um, you know, help to continue to foster and facilitate that. And then we also have a great network of, you know, uh, publishers and partners that love the product that are also putting out tons of reviews through YouTube and through um, articles that are, you know, diving deep into all the aspects of our bikes and they're doing their own third party unbiased reviews. And so there's a, th that content as well that, that consumers can consume that is not event in content that we're building ourselves. And then another way that they're consuming content is through our retail network. You know, we arm our partner bike shops with a lot of great materials, but they're also putting out so much amazing content at the hyper-local level through their network of, you know, um, social media and their own um, databases of customers and such. And they're, they're communicating with their customers on our behalf and touting all the amazing things about Eventin. You are preaching to the choir. I say it all the time. If you treat your customers well, they become promoters of your product and business by themselves. And those are free ad exactly. revenue dollars right there. So nicely done. You know, I applaud you for taking something as tried and true as the bicycle and bringing it to the masses in a 21st century way and, and uh, giving them content that excites and educates them through the process, which is necessary in this content heavy world. So thank you for that. Um, What's something you would like to be celebrating personally and professionally one year from today? I would love for us to be celebrating Aventon's position as the category leader a year from today. You know, we're not that far off. We're in the top right now, top three. And I think that we're, we're very close. And the reason that um, I'd love to be celebrating that is because I believe we're the best, right? I believe in what we do, our products, the people behind the products. And so I don't say that lightheartedly. Um, so that's one thing I'd love to be celebrating. And on a personal note, you know, I'd love to be celebrating the accomplishments of myself and the team that I've built here and really be continue to, to celebrate my team and their work and, and be able to, you know, just say that I'm, I'm proud of all the work that we've done, which I feel that way today, but it, it, it can be at a different level once we hit that top position. Well, I, I don't think there's any question of Venton has stumbled on the right person to carry the torch for their product line. So uh, I applaud your oh. efforts and I wish you all the best in that endeavor. Please tell everyone what your URL is, where they can find Venton bikes and what social media channels you're using these days. Absolutely. You can find Eventin at eventin.com and you can also find us in our large dealer network across the nation. We are in 1200 stores and growing. And then also we are now partners with Best Buy. So you can also find us 
event in through the Best Buy website, as well as in some of their stores. We're in uh, over 200 stores now. So those are three ways. And then in, in addition to that, I, I wanted to talk about like our partners that do rentals. There's an amazing partner in Alaska that uh, rents out bikes and takes people on these incredible group rides. You have to see some of their content. Um, it's pretty amazing. They do these rides in the snow. They ride on um, ice. It's They ride in the water. It is one of my favorite um, you know, shops out up there that does some really cool stuff. We have some in Hawaii as well. They're kind of all over. And so beyond just buying the bike, you can also go and explore and, and play with the bikes through rentals. Um, and then I wanted to mention too, you can find us on social media on Instagram, um, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, we're really big in Reddit as well. There's a lot of really cool subreddits all about Eventon. So highly encourage our audience to go and explore and learn. Adele Nasser of Eventon Bikes, thank you for spending some time with us today on, on Business Ninjas. I wish you and yours and Eventon all the best in the future. Oh, thank you so much, Andrew. It's been a pleasure. I'm so excited to be a part of this program and I, I applaud you on all the work you've done to build this podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Be well. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.